Well, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, depending on who is listening to this podcast this today. Um, we're so <laughs> lucky to be talking about ourselves today on this podcast. Um, my name is Annie Owen. And I'm Abby Warren. And uh, yeah, we're on Health Crossroads. First podcast, first official podcast episode, which is super cool. Um, and, uh, you know, Abby, you, you've been here with our prevention department. How long now? Officially. Yeah. Do you want me to introduce myself yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm Abby Warren. I work as the suicide prevention coordinator for Polk County, and I've been doing a version of this job for just over four years now. Um, I get to work at the Academy building, which is a cool place to be. We are a whole department full of jobs that focus on prevention. We get to be a part of the community. We get to do cool events. We get to train people about suicide intervention, give them some skills, teach them some things. So I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk to you a little bit. Annie, what about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, my name is Annie Owen. Um, I too am a prevention coordinator, but I focus on alcohol, drug, and problem gambling. Um, And so actually officially, um, I've been here for 10 or 11 months, um, with Polk County, but, um, I used to, you know, work at Marion County a little bit and then did some other, um, really cool, healthy lifestyles coordination earlier on my time too. So, um, it's been a really cool thing to like hang out with you, hang out with the crew over at the Academy building. Um, and it's really neat because I, part of my position, I get to go out into the schools and talk about, you know, different substances and how it affects our bodies. Um, but then like you, like you mentioned, it's like going out into the community, you know, talking with people, um, bringing really neat events to our community. Um, and just being, you know, being a part of the, of, of, of Dallas, you know, being part of Polk County, um, something bigger than what I've ever kind of experienced before. Um, and so, you know, as, as a prevention coordinator, you know, you don't, you don't always think about some, or sometimes you think about prevention as a way of like, okay, you know, I'm anti this, right. You know, disagree with this, or this is not, you know, what you should be doing or anything like that. Like prevention's everywhere, you know, like prevention is, uh, having a after school program available for kids just to go out and have, you know, have some fun, eat some food, um, or even just, you know, having activities available for kids to be able to, you know, make some artwork or, um, go and play soccer or, you know, do things that are fun that, you know, keeps them kind of out of trouble, to be honest, you know? Um, and, you know, that's, you know, that's why I love prevention is that it's, it's everywhere, you know, it's everything it seems like, um, and, uh, just a really unique, unique opportunity. And so here we are on this podcast, right? Talking all things health, talking all things crossroads, health crossroads, right? Um, and just a really neat opportunity to, to just talk about and meet with people, um, for future episodes as well to talk about life, you know, because, um, it's just something that, you know, I think sometimes we, we need different perspectives and different, um, people to sometimes share their crossroads in life and how did they navigate things? Cause we've been experienced COVID and COVID is just, you know, it's affected everybody differently. So it's a whole beast. I love yeah. it. Thank yeah. you. Annie. Yeah. We have a third person in the room here today. We have our producer. Hi there. Hey, producer. Hello. <laughs> hey, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, I sure do. Uh, my name is Jason Tekarchuk. I am uh, the worship pastor here at Monmouth Christian Church, and uh, I've been in the area for seven years. Grew up in Washington State. Uh, was in California for a little while, but moved back up in 2015, and I consider the Pacific Northwest to be my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm happy to, happy to be here, happy to help, uh, and facilitate and, and try not to mess things up too much <laughs> for you two ladies. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, that, that's me. Love mm-hmm. it. That's Super. awesome. Super. That's awesome. So one thing on this podcast, you know, we, part of this, you know, podcast is, you know, laughter, right? Laughter is so healing. So great. Um, we love jokes. 
Abby, do you, do you have a joke? <laughs> like, do you want to share a joke that you think is just so funny that people would enjoy? I do. I do. <laughs> so this one's a little dark. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm warning you. Trigger warning. Dark joke ahead. Okay. All right. Y'all, I'm afraid for the calendar. Do you know why? No. Because its days are numbered. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Good. <laughs> wow. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Numbered. Yeah. Get it. That's so wow. good. So good. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Incredible. Definitely. Definitely dad joke. Annie, give us your joke. Oh yes. Okay. Why did the scarecrow win an award? No clue. Because he was outstanding in his field. Oh. <laughs> so good, right? It's so good. My goodness. <laughs> We're really setting the precedent here, guys. It's so this funny. is really, this is, this is it right here. People are going to go back oh and listen. They'll be like, well, they asked me to bring a joke, so yeah. what have they done? And then they're going to listen to this and be like, oh, I can do that. No problem. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Jason, what about you? Oh, you want me to tell a joke? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, why did the alligator change his shorts after he went golfing? Because he got a hole in one. <laughs> that's good that's i might have good. screwed that up a little bit it might be a little bit different but uh i'm just i'm just winging it over here so i love it that's so good and i am a dad so you know they're they're right there at, at any moment in time yeah whether i like it or not yeah. honestly <laughs> or anyone else around us likes yeah. it or not yeah. oh that's absolutely yeah. true yes that's so good yeah <laughs> jokes man there is a sorry I'm a big sports person, um, and uh, my fiance, soon-to-be husband, um, big Portland Trailblazers fan. And so what they do is, like, they have little opportunities to talk to the players one-on-one. And uh, Lamar Hurd, OSU alumni, woot-woot, go Beavs, um, he was interviewing some of the players, and he was, he was you know, they, they have their little scripts of what they're what, – jokes they're going to say and the goal is not to laugh so they say jokes like this and the goal is not to laugh and I am telling you if you ever have the opportunity go on to YouTube or go on to something and just try and listen to some of these jokes because they're so bad like the ones we kind of you know much and like I mean they're not bad but they're so funny like they're like really really you're getting so to that bad they're good yes yes 100% so uh yeah no that's a kind of a fun fun thing to do Totally. And I hope, you know, I hope somebody can walk away right now with those jokes in their pockets that they can use for their, you know, classmates, against teacher, whoever. Yeah. You know? I think, mm-hmm. are we done here? Is that, is that the podcast? We just wanted That's to it. share those jokes. That was all. <laughs> and then. That was all. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Really appreciate it. <laughs> glad you were here today. At the end. And I know you're glad you were here today. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, good. I love it. Good. I love it. So, yeah. yeah, Abby. Okay. So, uh, four years. Uh, in Polk County or so. Um, how did you even get here in the first place? <laughs> like, you know, what what was your route to Polk County? Was it, you know, maybe you just met somebody and they're like, hey, you know, Abby, you should come to Polk County. Like, what, did, what was that like or what was that venue? Yeah, good question. So I grew up in Polk County. Um, I grew up on a Christmas tree farm, just uh, right in right in rural Polk County, uh, in Sheridan. And when I say Sheridan, the most common response is, "Oh, right, the town with the prison." Like, yep, yeah, there we go. That's Sheridan for you. So, grew up in Sheridan, a little bit outside of town, on a Christmas tree farm. So that was a big part of my childhood. Um, I got to, I got the 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 special privilege of being able to learn how to 
you know, prune a Christmas tree, uh, spent many a summer day sweating out in the field, you know, doing that kind of work. So that, that really motivated me to do something totally different from that. So, um, that was a great experience, a great time to learn about what I didn't necessarily want to do forever. So I, I took that experience and I, um, decided to go a little bit of a different route and I started to work in childcare, um, while I was going through uh, high school and then into college. And I had the opportunity to study education and community health at Western Oregon University just here in, in Monmouth. And um, I started out with the, with the total goal of becoming a teacher. That's all I could see, right, is that I was going to be in a classroom. I was going to be a teacher. And then I shifted a little bit in the middle of that. And I said, you know, I, I don't know if that's exactly the route or exactly the path. So I was studying Spanish, studying teaching. And then I found this community health uh, where we got to just learn about uh, people, about how people work, about what works for people, how people are healthy, how we can make communities healthier, safer places. And I really, uh, I felt really passionate about that. You know, I was like, this is really interesting. And coming from an area where, uh, you know, the closest town was like, you know, 10 miles from my home. Um, I really knew what it felt like to live in a place where, you know, I didn't necessarily have those services or, or those resources that folks have, you know, in different spaces. So I understood the concept of, of the way that your space of where you live dictates a lot about how your life works. So that was really interesting to me. So I graduated. Um, I, I got to make a, I had a build your own degree. It's called interdisciplinary studies. Anybody out there want to learn about it? I'd love to talk about it because it really is. It's build your own. You get to just kind of put together the things you're interested in and run with it. So that was super neat. I got to do that, graduated. Um, and then my mom said, hey, there's this position at the county. I was talking to this lady that works at OHSU School of Nursing. Her name's Patty. Uh, she said, hey, this is a great department to work for. There's this super awesome visionary. His name's Brent. He runs this department. It's community focused. It's community minded. Um, everything has to do with prevention. She didn't use those exact words, but now I, I recognize that's what she was describing. And I knew that I would get to work and serve parts of the community that I grew up in. And that was really exciting to me. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be it. You know, I think this is really going to marry my skills and I'm going to be able to, to do something with this. So I jumped into prevention. I was a, a originally hired as a prevention coordinator doing pretty much the role that Annie has now. And it was so cool. I got to really use, I think, some of my biggest skills. I got to provide training. I got to be up in front of people, sharing, learning, and um, just really working in prevention like we kind of described at the beginning of this episode. And it's been so cool. It's been so tiring. <laughs> There's been so many long days, but great days. And I am just, I am so thankful that I get to be a part of, I still live here in Polk County. So I get to be a part of my community in a different way than just being a resident of Independence, but I also get to work for the county. So I get to understand how the county works, what services are available. And then I get to provide some, you know, mental health related services, training, and really get to support the community in that way. So it married the things I'm excited about, the place that I came from and still live in now. And uh, that's a real privilege, I think, to be able to be a part of that altogether. Yeah. So and that was my path. <laughs> and I feel like that's like, you know, finding that at such an early age, too. You calling like, me young, Annie? I, you are. Thank you. <laughs> you are young. You are young. You know, I like uh, that... N- not everybody is fortunate to find that thing that excites them, you know, like, uh, my, some of my best friends, they, they're, they're like, yep, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be, you know, in my community, part of my community. And, uh, that's so cool. That's so cool. I, I would say that what I learned from your, your, uh, your story is that you probably did more manual labor in the first <laughs> 18 years of your life than I ever have <laughs> for my entire life, most likely. So uh, that's all I have to add to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, yeah. that's so true. Like, hey, people can ask you about trees, right? Yeah, they hey, could. tell yeah, me they about could. the blue spruce. Should I be buying that? <laughs> Why is it up? 50 bucks a, a tree, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. It's awesome. Thanks. It's fun. Annie, tell us about you. How did you get here? What was your path? Oh, man. That's interesting. Well, okay. So I grew up in Corvallis my, pretty much my whole life. Um, and like uh, family had some health struggles, my mom uh, specifically. But I mean, she's unbelievable. She's a rock star. Um, but no, growing up, like my grandparents had a farm. And uh, we were always out, you know, jumping on the trampoline, playing some basketball, doing lots of activities. And and uh, there's one day I've never forgotten this moment. It's like me and my cousin and my sister were all playing basketball. And my cousin goes and is like, Annie, you are going to be a college athlete playing basketball one day. Like you just, you know, you love to, you know play rough, like play and push people around on the basketball court. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Um, so that was when, you know, really young and, uh, I was, you know, always playing sports my entire life, all the way through middle school. Um, and, uh, another interesting, so I went to, um, Hoover Elementary in Corvallis. Now they've changed the name. Um, and, uh, but, um, it was in fifth grade and I love the Beavers. So I am a big Oregon State fan. Like that is my team. And uh, I've never forgotten. So one of our, um, one of the students in the class, he, um, you know, I think he was like friends with some football players or something like that. Well, they came in, they would visit our, our class. And uh, I was, I loved Matt Moore. Like he was like my early on, you know, crush like he showed up one day he showed up to my classroom one day and I was like that's that's Matt Moore like that I cannot believe this I'm a fifth grade me super awkward super weird about stuff right um and so we're just you know we we go out to recess and Matt's playing basketball and a couple other guys and you know players and and, and students and me and my little girls were just on the side. We're just watching. And they're like, hey, you guys want to come play? And we're like, no, like, not at all. Like, I'm not about to go play with, like, the future love of my life, right? And uh, so then he comes up to us, and he's like, hi, like, my name's Matt. My name's Matt. And he comes to me, shakes my hand. I do not say anything. I do not say anything. I'm just, like, looking at him, shaking my his hand. He's like, my name's Matt. I'm like, Annie, <laughs> my name's Annie. <laughs> and so here, yeah, present. here, <laughs> right here, straight, waving my hand, you know, all that good stuff. And, uh, it was the weirdest thing. My friends walk away. They don't say anything. I'm freaking out. Like, and, uh, you know, I think it was all a super weird, super awkward story of my life. Super weird. And, uh, that was that was so cool like the coolest thing though to see like some of those college athletes so they kind of you know made that impression in my life early on yes it was football but still and uh so going into you know high school I went to Crescent Valley and uh I knew I was like I love sports I you know I played softball played basketball I did some track I did a little bit of everything and uh so I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take a bigger step and play some club ball, uh, club softball, actually. And so I played for a, a couple different teams. And then come my junior year, or maybe it was my sophomore, one of the two, um, I played for the Oregon Blaze. And uh, my coach, Mick Bowman, amazing, amazing person. He was, um, he just, you know, him and his team just brought me in. And uh the opportunity to travel because we traveled all the way across the across the states like Colorado we flew out to Florida we flew out and um had the opportunity to play some big time softball games and that was and I knew like that you know playing club ball playing at this elite level I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna have the opportunity to play college you know sports and so the opportunity to be recruited by a different couple different schools and uh, this whole time, you know, my parents, let's say, my parents are absolutely amazing. You know, they supported me. It's not cheap, you know, playing softball. Softball is a pretty expensive sport and traveling all that. 
and my parents were always there supporting me and they supported me through everything my family uh, my dad is like my hero and uh, so the opportunity to play you know get recruited um, go through that process and then decide okay I'm going to go play at Corbin University and so I had the opportunity to play a couple of years there and then I was like hey I remember I love basketball I want to go play basketball so decided to switch the route played basketball in my last two years um had some awesome coaches there and so during that time too then I was like okay so you know now I have my bachelor's um, and I actually got an exercise science so that's kind of you know some people go the PT route some people do um, athletic training and uh, so I was like you know what I'm not I'm not quite sure but I have this internship um, and it was at the boys and girls club and so that's where I got to do some healthy lifestyles coordinating and learn that I like to garden, which is really cool. And uh, then from there, I just kind of had different routes of, okay, maybe maybe this prevention idea is kind of a, a neat thing. And so, um, you know, Abby, I've always, you know, I've known who you are. Like, I always heard the name. I always knew, like, my you know, my supervisor's name kind of new Polk County and that space and so in that just you know, legends yeah, yeah. legends legends mm-hmm. absolutely and when the opportunity came available I was like yeah like I want to be here like this is so cool and here we are right we're doing prevention work we're doing you know important stuff like we were talking about out in the community out and doing big events you know education right and so uh kind of a different route from going and working on a tree farm for sure but a different perspective of you know hard work in a in a different way and uh so I don't know it's pretty kind of a interesting thing but when I think about some of those you know influential people um that come into our lives right like that can be a a big space of where you know where we go in life too that one person that kind of helps us and, uh, you know, I think about my dad and that, um, he's unbelievable, amazing guy. My mom too, her resilience through her, you know, different health struggles. Um, but then also my, my coach like Mick who, you know, through, I had no idea I could go play college ball. I had no idea that I could, you know, do some of this stuff and like to have that one person to like always be there and have my parents that were, you know, fortunately for me, supportive, right. And able to help me. Um, not everybody has that opportunity, I guess, in, in their, in their life. So, uh, just kind of a, uh, you know, when I think about prevention is like, it's important to or it's really key for some people to have that one person to always have, um, to talk to, to know and say, this person is not going to give up on me. And, uh, I think it's kind of a, a neat, a neat thing that I've had more than just one in my life, more than just one. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's how I got here. And that's how I'm in the same room as you both, you know? <laughs> I feel like everybody does have at least one, if not multiple people throughout their life that have encouraged them and and people that, you know, like if we were to ask right now, think of somebody that was influential in encouraging you and kind of uh, helping you get through to the other side of anything, not even anything like, you know, terrible, but even just like the other side of high school, the other side Mm -hmm. of you know, uh, college, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, those are the underdogs, right? Like those yeah. are the people that, that take their time to, to do the hard work of, of helping out. And, um, it's, it can be a thankless job a lot of times because like, I think of, uh, my music teacher in high school, Mr. Mao. And, uh, he is like my favorite teacher. He's super cool dude. And, uh, and really encouraging, and uh, after high school, uh, I saw him a few times, because he, he lives in the town that I grew up in, uh, but then once I moved away, you know, we kind of lost connection, and uh, and so a lot of times, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of a passing thing, and you just got to have, have, have people that can get around you and 
and do that and and uh and then you may never see them again you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. which is crazy uh but their but their uh their their memory sticks out you know so super cool nice yeah i think when i think about the same concept i almost think the opposite route of um like some of those people that have been real steadfast constants like I, I can immediately think of a couple of people that maybe were there for a season um but i when i think about it for me and this is cheese ball alert okay um but my partner my husband uh we met when we were 13 13, 14. Um, and so we've, we grew up together. You know what I mean? And I will always say that if you choose to have a partner for your life, I think that is one of the, like who that is, is one of the most important decisions that you'll make. Uh, because, you know, fast forward now, more than a decade later, we own a home together. We have a, a kiddo together. So, you know, we he really was instrumental in encouraging me when I thought about applying for this job and I was like, no way, I don't have the skill set. I'm fresh out of college. I don't even know what I'm doing. I can't do a professional job. He was there to say, yes, you can, you know, and we celebrated when I got the job and we celebrated when we made these milestones, you know, and, and, uh, he knows me probably better than anybody else. And, uh, you know, he's like, you were really talking about, he's the one that, you know, is just kind of a champion through it all. And I think, you know, it doesn't have to be a spouse that plays that role for you but when you find those individuals be they coaches parents music teachers spouses friends whatever that is I think that's such an important person or group to find uh to help you keep moving forward uh it's really hard to do it on your own so when you find those genuine people that are ready to stick it out through whatever it is even just the mundane even just the regular every day I think that's a real gift and that's something really special you know to hang on to when you when you've got it so that's what I would think of you know when we're when we're having this conversation when we're talking about those key individuals as cheesy as it sounds like that's that's who I think of you know immediately as we're kind of talking through some of this stuff, how you get there, what your path is. It would be impossible to separate him from my path to here. So that would be, yeah, my yeah. perspective. On no, that's that. super special. Yeah. It really is. And I, I think it's true. You know, you said that it's, it's really difficult to do it on your own. And, uh, I'm not, not to get too like heady here or whatever, but, uh, our, our like culture and our society is really eroding at the very nature of community um like a lot of of uh things that are in the the zeitgeist of of uh our culture they're things that erode true community and and having true relationships and and real people to talk to um you know and not that online stuff you know that can be helpful i'm not passing judgment on that but Nothing can replace a real relationship with people, you know, and we weren't designed for it. You know what I mean? Like we or, or a better way to say it is, uh, you know, that's not how our ancestors survived. You know, uh, they in order to for us as the human race to be where we are right now is because they had to band together and they had they had to do stuff together to survive. And I feel like it's almost uh, impossible to really, to really be uh, a part of of this place without, you know, having relationships and being in community. And there's different levels to that, obviously, but it's super important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think. You know, if we think kind of surface level in the sense is like our our department, right? We, you know, and some of the things that people do, like everyday work, right? It's a hard, it's difficult to do something on our own, right? It's difficult to put on an event for 500 people, you know? It's difficult to you know, win a, uh, a softball game all by yourself, right? You have to have those teammates or those, those people that you rely on and, you know, to have, to have somebody who you can rely on to trust, to be there, um, is special. And then on the flip side though, those people who are able to be that person for somebody, 
right? That's a whole nother, you know, avenue of like always being that, you know, hey, yeah, like you can come over, you know, I can, I'm going to support you. I'm going to encourage you, you know, I'm going to provide affirmations every day, right? To somebody and uh, just, you know, having that person to be there. It's, it's, I, I know we're, we're repeating ourselves a little bit there, but um, kind of a, a new, a new uh, not new way to think about it, but kind of a cool thing, cool thing. It's important. It yeah. is. Yeah. Totally. And it's health. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. Right. Is, it's yeah. health. Right. Oh my right. gosh. Right. <laughs> right. We're bringing this in. <laughs> Mission <laughs> accomplished. Yes, totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, oh uh, man. So when you think about health too. Right. What's a hobby you like to do, Abby? Oh, hobby that I like to do. Um, yeah. So I think it's funny when you have a young child in your home, you're like, do I do stuff that doesn't involve my taking care of my Answer's child? No. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it took <laughs> me a second to be like, let's dust off the cobwebs of old me. What did I like to do in my spare time that doesn't exist anymore? No. Um, I really enjoy, um, like getting to be creative in whatever way that looks like. So for me, uh, my grandma, when I was little, she taught me how to knit uh, when I was like five or six. Uh, And that's one of those like creative outlet hobbies that's kind of stuck with me long term. Uh, You know, I don't, I'm not super consistent with it. Every once in a while, I'll just get like a urge to bust out the needles and (laughs) channel my inner grandma and do a little bit of knitting. But no, it's, it's really fun. And it's like the idea of taking something that's like one form and, and just getting to like make it up in your head and then it becomes something totally different and there's no rules and you just make it up and you go for it. So knitting is something that I really like, which sounds so dorky and funny to say out loud, but, but it really is. It's fun. Um, and along with that, just other, you know, paper crafts, just getting to make something that you just get to, you just get to go and flow and you just make something totally new. I love that. Uh, also I have a lot of like pent up energy often. So I really like, yeah, true, true story, (laughs) breaking news. Um, and so I love to just get out of the house, go take a walk. Our, my neighborhood is super walkable, uh, and just a nice place. And now that is something that is like a hobby or an outlet that I do get to share with my, with my daughter, which is cool. So we'll go, we take a walk at least once a day go do just you know we go out get some fresh air do that kind of thing so um yeah I think that's those are two two different types of categories of things that I really enjoy that that like fills me up yeah. you know at the end yeah. of the day those are the things I like to so do. what do you knit oh man you name it I'll knit like, it like a scarf like <laughs> oh some, yeah yeah like a hat of course oh yeah I've made all kinds of things I you know uh any tiny little things all the way to like full big scale like can you make blankets I could yeah my, my one my Achilles heel with knitting is finishing a project, <laughs> which I think is kind of like a hallmark of a creative outlet is that you like love it. You have all this energy when you start, you're excited. And then having to like get over the hump of like, okay, this is really boring now. I just want the outcome. So yes, I could. I would just have to be really focused and finish it. So I, I could do it. Maybe yeah. a baby blanket because hey. it's small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's my, that's my core. It's a good goal. Yeah, yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. Right there. My, uh, I have a friend who is a, an artist, and uh, I remember he used to say this all the time. He would say, in an artist's eyes, uh, you never finish a piece. You just abandon it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically what he, was, what he said uh-huh. because, you know, uh, you know, you, you look at it and you go, oh, I wish I would have done this different. I wish I would oh, maybe change this, maybe change that. But there has to be a point where you're just like, it's got to be done. It has to be done. Uh, and and artists have a hard time with that, I think, for sure. Uh, so that's that's great. That's great. Yeah. What about you, some? Annie? Oh, Any, What are your hobbies? What, what do you like to do? Man, what do I like to do? I love to garden. Um, I didn't know that about myself until like three years ago and it's weird or me okay actually maybe it's longer than that I don't know uh but uh yeah I I never knew what I like to do like because sports was my entire it was my world like I did sports all the day all the time every day 
And uh, that's what I knew to do. And garden, like what? That I had no time for that, nor did I know how to do that. Um, you know, hang out with friends. Uh, I'd rather go play sports. I'd rather go with my team. And so up until until I graduated, I didn't have the, I don't feel like I ever took the time to really explore what I really like to do. And uh, so when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, I had the opportunity. I was teaching, you know, I was like, hey, we have some garden spots. I don't know how to garden, but I'm going to stick some tomato plants in there. I know how to get weeds out, stick some tomato plants. And I think it was like the coolest thing because, you know, if you or, you know, people who are listening here today, like if you've never gardened, it's like magical. (laughs) Because... Because of the fact that you put maybe a little seed in the ground, you cover it up, you know, give it some water, nothing really happens for like a couple days, right? You're like, okay, I'm still going to garden, you know, I'm still going to add some some water. And then all of a sudden, you know, kind of like what you're talking about, Abby, is like something like a string coming into something bigger than what it looked like or what it was before. Same kind of thing with gardening, you know, you start with something small and then it just... It, it becomes something bigger and it becomes something that you can eat. I love to eat too. Is that a hobby? I think so. Yeah. Probably. Definitely a hobby. <laughs> I can vouch for that one and, uh, personally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love it. Love I, I feel like, you know, this is, this is perfect for you to bring up gardening because uh, I think there's a lot of people out there right now with, with inflation that are like, man, maybe I should start growing oh. my own tomatoes so that I don't have to pay so much money to, I mean, that's, it's like a real, it's a real yeah. thing. Like, and it's uh, it's also so delicious. Like, yes. The, yeah. the stuff that you can grow and there's just something different about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I never knew, like, you know, you see tomatoes, like, at the grocery store. You see celery at the grocery store. How does it get there in the first place? You know, mm. what does it even don't, look don't like? Don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if, you, if you've ever seen, like, artichoke, an artichoke plant, oh, it's so cool. Like, if you've never seen, like, celery plants, super cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, this may be, like, super, you know, this isn't cool. They're talking about gardening. But, no, it is the coolest thing. It's so cool to see tomato plants, cucumber plants, you know, zucchinis. Um, uh, We had a training yesterday, and uh, somebody brought in, like, two-foot-long zucchinis or squash. Wow. Yeah. I was like, what, how are you supposed to <laughs> cook all of that? Like <laughs> goes back to, okay, you know, you make a, a meal and then you stick the rest in the refrigerator and then it's uh, no longer usable to eat. So what do we do? Well, right? that's, so that's the thing is like, this is crazy because it all loops back around uh-huh. to community. Cause like, that's uh-huh. the whole point is yeah. you have too much that you, you know, you're not going to be able to eat all of it. So then you can trade it. You can give it away. You can, again, I'm not trying to like be, you know, conspiracy <laughs> theory with this here, but I mean, it, there's a lot of things yeah. that, like, man, it just makes sense. Yeah, you know, totally. like it just makes sense. Anyways, totally. it does. Totally. It does. What yeah. are your top three crops that you've grown that oh. you're most proud of? Oh, if you had to pick, oh, I so I love the sugar snap peas. Okay, it's just just because of the fact that like they grow and then. Uh, okay, that is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they do that though. That's true though. They grow, but they're like some plants are like more of the you know big bushy just or on the ground. These ones like they're growing up to like on a uh, the trellis, and they just have their little extra like claw not claws, but I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what no, I think the claw formal, is a good visual. <laughs> the formal yeah. people know. will not want to garden after this. <laughs> I don't know the, the plummeting. Formal. No more gardeners in Polk uh, County. The but, claws uh, grip you and then it's really it's fun. But they uh, like they just like oh, it's like a ladder. It's so cool. So that is cool. Yeah. And so like the fact that they, you know, it's every day, those little <laughs> claws are going out, holding themselves up between the wind, between everything, still producing, 
you know. And so sugar snap peas, super cool, super delicious. Love them. Uh, probably another one. I love the zucchinis. They grow so fast, but they're so cool. You know, starts from a flower. A lot of the other plants, you know, tomatoes, everything like that, flower. And then they get so big. They get huge. And then, yeah, chop them off. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so zucchinis, um, my future husband, fiance, uh, he loves tomatoes, you know. And Solid. T- yeah, tomatoes are good, but you only, we only need one tomato plant for it to produce so many and so, uh, I like tomatoes a lot because yes, they produce a lot of fruit. Yes, we can go back to, you know, providing it to your neighbors. Um, but then at, at the same time too, it's a little, it's a little much. It's so a lot. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But, uh, I've never gotten to the point of like being able to make like tomato sauce, which is something I feel like some of our, you know, coworkers could give us some recipes on how to make how to make good tomato sauce because that's a staple that is a staple if you get you know good pasta you know i love back to the food love good pasta good the sauce is everything the sauce is everything so uh you know we're not sure when you're listening to this but it is getting near lunchtime and i and you mentioning pasta just really (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) wow but i was gonna say it is amazing to see uh a a plant climb something yes like that is incredible because you i mean you see a flower you know come out and and bloom and um and you see that a lot but to see it like climb a fence or like climb cobblestone or something it's just it's amazing it's you're just like wow this is it's it's alive (laughs) it's like a living thing like it's crazy i don't visually it does something different right it does right and the fact that you yourself like if you're gardening, like you are providing that, uh-huh. you know, to right. the plant, like you are right. doing something that's making it grow. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. It's, it's a really cool thing. Really cool thing. So. Love it. What yeah. about you, producer? Producer Jason? Uh, hobbies? Yeah. yeah. Hobbies. Ah, okay. Um, well, uh, let me think about this for a second. I really love uh, – it's one of those things where I love to – I'm a musician, and so I write music and and uh, play instruments and things. And so that's fun, but there is a there is a point where it it is also work kind of too. Uh, it's sort of a weird uh, line there where it's like it, it is fun, but also to really uh, accomplish something, there is – work involved in it so um it's not just pure pure fun but there there it is a release kind of like what you're saying creatively where i sit down with a guitar and just uh play and it feels great you know to just do that and good things happen and uh yeah but then i also uh, i remember driving some of my friends in high school crazy because i would just sit and listen to music like literally just sit in front of the stereo and just listen um and they'd be like what, what are you doing like what what and I'm, i just listen like to a whole record like straight through so you know i'd sit down and i put the <laughs> put the, the album on and i just literally track one to whatever and listen to the whole thing and uh, it really bugs my friends. They're like, "Don't you want to like, do, like, what are you doing? Like, can't you?" When I listen to music, I'm always doing something else, you know. Um, but I just love uh, taking it all in and and experiencing it uh, kind of as like a chunk, you know. Um, and don't get me wrong, I do listen to music just you know when I'm driving in the car and all that kind of stuff. But uh, for for certain bands and and certain. Uh, yeah, certain records and stuff, like just sitting down and listening to the whole thing from front to back, which, to be honest, is pretty difficult with children, uh, as are most most hobbies. Uh, my hobby is raising my kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, but no, it is fun too. But uh, but yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm sort of a music nerd when it comes to that stuff. Mm. Um, and I like doing that. I also like cinema i like Mm. movies 
Um, I'm uh, all for a good slow burn like art film, like love okay. it. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's uh, a thing for sure. Huh. Uh, and yeah, yeah. How I did you? How did you learn how to play the guitar? Did you te- uh, teach yourself? I did kind of. So I'd, I never, I've never taken an official guitar lesson, um, except for, I just lied to everybody, except for in college after I had already, uh, reached a certain level of, of, uh, musicianship with my guitar. I took classic guitar lessons, which is like a whole different thing. Um, it's very much, uh, pomp and circumstance kind of stuff really like you have to get this little footstool and your you have to put your foot on the stool and your guitar has to be on your left leg and it has to look like it's all very specific stuff you know whereas you know i just wanted to play when i first started learning i just wanted to play you know nirvana songs and <laughs> alice in chains and stuff like that so uh and and so i i just picked up a guitar and uh there was a guy that, that helped me, kind of showed me a few things, and then um, basically he would show me a couple of chords, and then you know I would I would go home and and practice those ad nauseum, and and then uh, come back on the other side, and then I started getting to the point where I would because um, I play by ear, so I would get to the, I would basically sit down with my guitar and a record, and I would be like, okay, I'm just gonna learn how to play this, and so I'd sit down with it and play chords and notes until they sounded the same and so i'm really uh oriented towards that uh, towards you know playing by ear which is honestly a really different uh skill set than like the the classical uh music style and like reading notes on a page i can do that it just takes me some time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm kind of rusty with it but whereas like uh, yeah, I, I can, I usually can listen to something and, and figure it out eventually, you know? So So what is your genre of choice then? Um, I mean, it, that's a really hard question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I like, and especially now just kind of like with streaming, it's just so crazy to have a apple music subscription and realize like you could listen to anything you want to on there um that's pretty cool i'm an old man so i grew up you know with cds and i even had a cassette walkman uh (laughs) when i was in middle school which uh for those that don't know a cassette is a tape that (laughs) you, you play music off of uh and so, uh, and then CDs, and so it was like, man, if you wanted, you couldn't really experiment with listening to music back then. It was like, we'd go to the store, you you buy a record. I mean, they had like those listening stations. I don't know, you guys, you guys uh-huh. are way too young for the listening stations, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, okay, no, I'm seeing I, a blank I, stare here. No, I'm seeing a blank stare. Stuck the CD in, listen to the music. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Easy to visualize, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So I'm just dating myself with this. this it was is a just trap. Terrible. Ah, you you guys. Uh, yeah. So you you wouldn't be able to like just listen to anything that you wanted to, whereas now you can. Um, all that to say, I'm definitely a, a rock oriented person, alternative rock. Although I have been getting into and enjoying a lot of hip hop, and um, you know I've got some some some. Uh, early albums that were influential when I was growing up that, uh, you know, I, I always crave those and listen to those again. Um, uh, and yeah, but mainly like guitar driven stuff. Uh, Brit rock is like a huge favorite indie rock stuff. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that with guitar, it's just everywhere. So blues guitar, jazz. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of really amazing music out there um and so yeah and i'm an i'm a total nerd so i got a a turntable and a, now i'm i have like a collection of records that i'm listening to um and i'm trying to collect like all my favorite albums that like they're just my personal favorites you know 
and uh, and that's quite a few albums, but uh, it's fun. It's fun to listen to it on vinyl, and it's just an experience, and I don't know. I like it. So Yeah, that's so cool. I yeah. wish I knew how to play the guitar. I mean, I could use the what is it the pick and just make sound <laughs> I, can make, I can make sound i guess that maybe that's a guitar it's probably as far as my creativity goes from there i mean anybody anybody really i i'm, I'm a firm believer that anybody can learn yeah. an instrument yeah and i feel like guitar is like the most accessible one like a lot of people in the world play guitar uh and uh and i also teach guitar lessons from time to time so um, I, I just believe that like, yeah, you could learn. I mean, different people can, it, it takes longer or they, it takes more work or whatever. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's just, there is a scale kind of, but everybody, everybody can do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And music, um, going off of that, like music is one of those things that, like you said, is it's everywhere. Like. At, at some points, everybody has experienced music, whether it be classical, whether it be country, whatever it is. And uh, music, you know, thinking about kind of my life, some of those artists or the music that was played was like so vital for me to like get through some of those like tough experiences like it just like preached everything I was like oh yeah like you're going through this like yeah like this is what I'm going through or you know it seems like a lot of those country songs where it's like a lot of the breakups or the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever it may be but some of those songs are just they're so good and they just help people you know, they yeah. help. And that, that would be the coolest thing. If I could, you know, have maybe one job besides, you know, like a, a dream job that I knew that I would be good at is like being an artist. Cause I knew I, I, I could know that maybe my music is like helping somebody or millions of people go through something, you know, yeah. help them keep going. And, uh, you know, thinking about like just music in general is like so healing for some, for some. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Know. Like, uh, I've listened to music that has memories associated with it, and it's very strange how, like, I've like swear that I've like smelled stuff when right. I listen to music. Yeah. Like, yeah. certain like things, like memories that you have, where you're like, oh man, you know, I was in the kitchen and my mom was making this dish or whatever you know like stuff like that where it's just very powerful in a really like almost intangible way like you just it's hard to describe um but it's uh it's it's super cool it is yeah that's really cool is there one song from either of you that stands out that you're like oh i could listen to this song forever <laughs> and never get tired of it you know, and I think about like some of like when I think about songs just in general, like, oh, my goodness, those older songs like respect or mm -hmm. uh, can't think of other ones off the top of my head. But they're so good. And I wonder, I'm like, why are the some of those classic, you know, songs just so good have stayed around? And and I, you know, I've listened to other things where it's like they never meant to have some of their their biggest songs be like sure, a big yeah. song mm -hmm. it was just right. kind of they just yeah. made it right just and i'm like <laughs> how do you do that <laughs> <laughs> what, what? so is there so is there any song that you can think about that's like that was so instrumental to your maybe childhood or that you just were like yes this is this is it this is gonna be weird I feel like um, it's not one song, so I'm kind of cheating. Surprise, surprise. I'm not following the rules. But uh, um, I feel that way about a majority of Christmas music. Like when you talk about songs that just put you into a moment. Sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, Absolutely. And I'm talking like – I'm not talking about like I want a hippopotamus for, Christ hippopotamus for Christmas. No, I'm talking about like the silent nights, the – you know, those types of songs that just – 
you know, you're just in a moment that you're not actually in. Those just bring me there. And so I'm one of those annoying people. I love Christmas music. I love it. Um, but I do wait until December. So, okay. I'm a little less controversial that way. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, like any type of that just real classic staple Christmas music, I could probably listen to it uh, for the entirety of December and not get tired of it. Um, I love it. I love that season. I love the the emotional hug that you get when you listen to those songs. That's it for me, I think. Not one song. A whole type of song. That makes total sense. I mean, it's nostalgia has kind of been like a buzzword as of totally. late, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's totally that. It's totally yeah. that like, oh, man. I remember what I got for Christmas that year. You know, you're like, oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Man, it was yes. so great. I got my Game Boy or whatever, right, you know. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. For me, I would say um, I love the Beatles. And uh, and I would say probably I, if there's a song that's coming to mind right now, it would be Blackbird by uh, – actually, it's a Paul McCartney song. Yeah. Really simple, just acoustic guitar and vocals, and um, uh, and it's just it's beautiful. It's like a classical piece. It's very very beautiful, and um, I can't ever uh, see myself being like I don't want to listen to that song right now. Yeah, like you know what I mean. And I find myself like if, if I sit down on with the guitar, I'm like, you know, that's usually one of the first couple of things that pops out because it's just so also fun to play. Uh, and also, uh, my daughter likes to sing it with me, which is just super sweet. So, uh, those are, those are all good things. And, and so I think, man, how can you not like that song? I, I don't know. know. I don't Classic. know. I'm sure there's people out there. I'm, I'm not <laughs> We're going to get comments. They <laughs> <Yeah>. hatred <laughs> for that one oh, song. Man. So what, like, what about, I mean, now, Abby, you kind of mentioned it, but like, what about music is like, what what makes us you know feel different emotions you know it's just people you know singing lyrics or singing songs is it the story behind it is the is it the sound that comes with it like what about it you know can make make you remember that food that you're like oh yeah like I remember that you know because songs can go either way I feel like yeah you know, it can be really positive or you hear that song and you're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, like change, oh, sure. change it. Yeah. Right. Change it. I do not want to hear that song. No, thank you. But like, what about, cause I feel like music is, is like I said earlier, is like everybody hears it, right? Everybody at some point has that ability or, or, you know, I guess maybe not everybody, but, uh, you know, what about music is so good. It's got to be neurological. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. That's all I'm thinking. You Some know? brain yes. chemistry that just yes. firing up there, you know. For sure. Like, it has to be that. I mean, I think, you know, that there's music. Uh, so sound waves are is pressure, so it's physical, which is kind of a weird thing to think about. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, f- I feel like it's probably a multifaceted thing um, because I think that because sound waves are pressured, they, you know, that, that is, it's, it's a, it's almost like a physical presence, you know? Um, like, uh, I went to a concert last night actually. And, uh, and, you know, it was at this club in, in Portland and, you know, I could feel the, the, the bass drum in, you know, when the drummer would, would hit the, the kick drum, I could feel it cause it was so loud that like the, you know, it was like boom, boom thudding on my chest that's a physical you know thing that's happening um aside from the neurological thing but um i definitely i mean right it has to be i think so a brain thing um yeah it has to be and here's another really weird tidbit that is really probably not you know relevant at all but maybe it is but uh the formation of crystals right so you think about a crystal, right? Sound waves can change the formation of a crystal and oh, uh, wow. the purity of a crystal and all this stuff. Pretty crazy stuff. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, and then also I remember seeing this uh, this thing that this um, I can't remember what college it was, but these students were doing this test with sand on top of a flat piece of I think it was like metal or something, and then underneath was a speaker that was vibrating um, at certain frequencies. And when they got to the certain frequencies, I don't know if you've seen this; it's crazy. The sand takes a pattern and a shape from the sound wave. And then when you increase the frequency, it takes a different shape. And But it's like a pattern. It's all uniform. Wow. It's not just like random stuff. It's all like a uniform pattern. Pretty incredible to watch. Again, I'm total nerd. So <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, yeah. It's wow, pretty crazy. That's that. amazing. Yeah. Be cool to see. Yeah. Maybe that's that it. <laughs> look it up or do it ourselves yeah, right yeah, totally. here on this table where totally. <laughs> he said metal so maybe this isn't yeah i don't know if it will work spot, on that but, but uh yeah <laughs> that's cool that's really that's so cool. cool yeah I love it. one other thing we thought about is asking folks about the best piece of advice that they've ever received and i feel like we've we've taking this path together. You know, we talked about how we got to where we're at now, talked about the things we love. And we talked, you know, about random experiments with sound waves, you know, all the, all the typical stuff. Right. Uh, so I feel like that would be a great way to kind of cap our time really to say, you know, what's the best, best piece of advice that we've ever received, uh, that sticks with us or that we think of, um, yeah, during our path as we as we go throughout our days. I would love to share mine. Yeah. If y'all want a second to kind of think on it, because I know it puts y'all in the hot seat to think about the best piece of advice they've ever received. But I think for me, one of the best things, and I think it's just, maybe it's just right now, this is especially relevant, so it feels really good to remember this, but that everything in life is a season. Right. And that can be toward like trended towards the positive or like the tough parts of life, you know. So thinking about uh, things that are really great, like times of abundance or times of just really like positive, great, happy times are a season, you know. So appreciate and bask in those times. And then on the flip side, the tough times are also a season and they'll look differently a year from now, 10 years from now. Right. And so I think that's really helped me in my time. You know, for me, it's really relevant right now when I'm like not sleeping day after day after day, I remind myself that it's a season, you know, it's, it's right now, this is not going to be forever. But I also think about that. And I also think about that on the flip side, that, the, the really great mountaintop times are also a season. So savor those and be present with those. So that's been, I think that's my, and I don't even know who told me that or where I heard that from necessarily, but it's one of those kind of mantras that I hear uh, and that I think about often when I'm sort of in those spaces on, on either end of the coin. Hmm. So hmm. that's my little tidbit for the day, sharing, sharing what I've been blessed with, with everybody else. Anybody, uh, Jason good. or Annie, anybody else have a, have something that came up that they want to yeah. share? I think uh, just thinking about life and like decision making in my life it's like um always from when I was a little kid my dad always said it's like do what you love Mm -hmm. you know do what you love to do whether it be a a job right if you do what you love you're never going to work a day in your life if you do what you love you know you know finish the sentence right but uh I think you know when I think about the different decisions that I made you know what school I was going to go play for softball wise. Like, you know, I could have gone out of state, go played in Texas. I could have gone, you know, out of state and played, you know, different, different spots. But I was like, you know what? I love being with family. You know, I'm a small town kind of girl. You know, I love softball. Absolutely. That's why I'm pursuing it. But like, what is it that's going to make me know that I'm like, I'm there, you know, I'm present. I, I love what I do. Cause if I was, you know, if I went out of state, yes, I would love softball, but I would also be missing my family. You know, I wouldn't have the full picture there. Um, and so when I think about some of my, you know, my big decisions that I've made, um, you know, do what you love, 
and then you'll you'll never work a day in your life or do what you love and you'll never you know have those those feelings behind it so uh yeah that's a big one that's a big one what about you jason uh mine is really short uh but it's simply just be kind to one another i think is the best piece of advice that i've ever been given uh yeah and that i i think i mean all i will say is that uh asking people to love each other uh, probably feels pretty daunting to some people you know um because and that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people but uh to to make an effort to be kind to one another i mean yeah, yeah. i'll do that right yeah, yeah. that's like, good i love it i think we can do that love it. it's really good short and sweet so, yeah, yeah. well this has been awesome. Yeah, so yeah. fun. So much fun. So first episode, yeah. you know, starting off something that's a little, you know, a little scary. But, you know, I just, you know, want to thank both of you um, for taking time out of your day. And thank you to our listeners for, you know, listening. Um, and just, you know, for the both of you, like, you know, Abby, telling us a little bit about, you know, what your, you know, kind of your story and, um where you grew up from and then both of your guys's advice, right? Like how, how important are those and to be able to hold on to and hopefully others being able to hold on to and having that same, same kind of positive, um, peace in their, in their mind too. So, um, yeah, you know, we want to thank you again. Um, reminder, we want everyone to be healthy and know that, you know, every day we have opportunities to make those healthy decisions. And, you know, when we get to those crossroads, when we get to those big pieces, like, um, what's going to be the best for us? Sometimes, you know, we make decisions that sometimes you don't always go the way we think they're going to go. Um, um, but then there's other opportunities or, you know, decisions that we make that are, you know, change our life and, and get us to where we are now. And so, um, when we get to those, you know, significant crossroads, you know, just think about, you know, what, you know, what, what are some of those resources? What are those, you know, some of those conversations that have gotten us to where, where you are and, and see, and see how, uh, we can have just continued good, good things happening to our, in our life. So, um, I, I appreciate your guys' time and we'll end it on that. <laughs>